0: Industry under pressure, innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. All right, I am having a look here, my trusty iPad Pro, and I cannot find. I'm looking in my vast and ever expanding Evernote collection, and I can't. That, by the way, that's not meant to be a plug for Ever Evernote. Um, I just I, I keep everything in Evernote, and uh, in fact, in fact, I have for so long that uh, I, I really can't even. I can't even imagine what it would be like trying to uh, extract myself from Evernote at this point, which I think is, is, uh, is the whole idea behind how, uh, how these things are designed. So anyway, I'm, I'm trying to, um, uh, I'm trying to find this article that I wanted to talk about. Um, but all I can find in my recent Evernotes is how to make Jambalaya, which, uh, is, which of course, I you know I've I've been living in in Houston for many years. I know how to make jambalaya, um, uh, and and I you know I'm sure I'm sure that uh, that my friends in Louisiana could probably find something inadequate with the way that I make jambalaya. Now, for those of you who uh, are not from this part of the world, um, jambalaya is uh, is besides being a fun to say jambalaya. Um, it's a rice and meat dish that's kind of like rice and meat dishes that you find in uh, different parts of the world. So, in a way, it's kind of like a, it's almost kind of like a paella, except instead of a, in a big flat pan, uh, which by the way I also make a very good paella, but uh, it's more of a pot type or or deep a deep skillet type of dish, and um, you know, and there's rice and vegetables. Anyway, not the point. Is <laughs> that, uh, and, and well, it's one of those dishes that you just can't put some rice and, and meat and vegetables in a pot and say, Hey, I made jambalaya. It, it, there are, I mean, there are religious arguments about this, about what's the right, what are, you know, what's the right way to make it, not the right way. I mean, it's the sort of thing that, um, if you do or do not put tomatoes small diced tomatoes in your jambalaya, you may be you may have a problem with some of your uh with with you know if you 've recently married into a family maybe that doesn 't put the tomatoes and you do you 're going to have to work that out so it's uh it is a dish that has a lot of uh passion around it and um, and the reason why I have a note a recent note in here. Uh, it was something I clipped from the web, uh, from somewhere from master master classes or something. Anyway, I, I just started, I, I was just started trying to remember exactly what is the proper way to make it. Cause I always end up making it with whatever's in the fridge. And I was thinking, you know, what's, what's really the right way to make it. So anyway, that is, <laughs> that is not what I'm here to talk about, but, um, <clears throat> uh, I know some of you are going, well, it sounds like his voice, but this doesn't seem like it has anything to do with oil and gas technology, which, by the way, welcome to the Oil & Gas Tech Podcast right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network, which is the largest and most listened to network of podcasts for the oil and energy industry. I got all the way through at that time without stumbling, which is uh, spectacular. And this particular episode is made possible by uh, one of my favorite sponsors in the whole world. I shouldn't say that. They're all, they're all my favorite sponsor in the whole world. But in this case, uh, it's somebody that I've known for a long time. So, you know, there's a special place in my heart for the folks over at Technip FMC, who I know uh, several of you also are, uh, are faithful listeners um, to the show. And, uh, you know, even if you're an unfaithful listener, even if you are an unfaithful listener, that... That's okay as long, as long as you are a listener. And they are sponsoring this episode. And not only are they sponsoring this episode of, of the podcast, and by the way, I could tell you all about Technique FMC and all the wonderful things that they do for the industry um, and the new, uh, the, the, some fantastic new products that they got coming out um, or that they've been bringing out over the last couple of years to make oil field uh, operations, drilling and completions and uh, production and all of those things. Um, uh, safer and cleaner, and more automated, and more modern, and uh, and and just some some fantastic stuff. But they are also sponsoring. Coming up here in just a couple of weeks uh, is the is the regular OGGN industry, monthly industry mixer, except this one is not regular. This one is special because Technip FMC is, uh, well, basically, they're hijacking our mixer so that they can do a product launch. And it's an exciting product launch. It's called e-emission. E-mission. Get it? Like, Like emission. But also... They are on a mission to reduce emissions, and the emission product uh, is is a fantastic way to reduce flaring and uh, do all kinds of great things for for emissions uh, out, there, uh, the, uh, in, out there in the in out there in in the unconventional world in the shale plays. If I'm not mistaken, now Tony Manzer, if I got that wrong, um, <laughs> then let me know and I'll. I will issue a correction on the next one. Anyway, we're going to have a great party, and a lot of people are coming. Or are signed up already? And so, if you are in Houston, uh, have a look at. Um I think we got an, we got an event in uh, in LinkedIn. Um, you can we, you can find us on Eventbrite. I think Tony's got an event out there for uh, under, for Technip FMC. We're going to have a great party. It's going to be a launch party for Technip FMC and Emission. And yours truly is going to be doing a live podcast with um, with a couple of folks from Technip FMC. Now, um, as you know, I never allow this podcast to be used as an infomercial, so we are going to have a great conversation about what's happening in the industry as it relates to this but i think we're going to probably sneak in a few a few words about what emission does because it really is a fantastic product it's going to be uh it's going to be the podcast will be recorded live like we always do it's still going to come out in the usual fashion um uh, there there should be video i believe is yes yes there is going to be video so that one will be a video episode unlike this one which you may have noticed you're saying hey he's been doing video episodes recently but he's not doing one right now. I'm just, I'm hearing him, but there's no link to the YouTube channel. Well, that's because, um, it's just me today. And it just, it seems, it seems, it seems, um, I don't know what it seems, uh, a little bit superficial while I'm just sitting here talking to you on this podcast. They also have a camera on me, right? So that you can watch me talking to you that, I mean, it, if you want me to do that, then send me a note and say, hey, yeah, you should do that. We'd love to just sit there and watch you while you're talking. But otherwise, I figure I'm just going to go back to traditional podcast mode on this one. Um, the reason why I don't have a guest is because they um, were a little bit of a scheduling snafu. And um, and I, I, came up, I came up empty-handed this week. And, uh, of course, you know that happens sometimes. Uh, however, however, folks... I do have a fantastic i i've been filling in the schedule here, and just just to give you sort of a a sense of confidence a sense of confidence that this is not this is not the new pattern where michael can 't come up with guests and so he just like rambles at us for thirty minutes i do have let's see here where is my where's my scheduling where's my scheduling thing um I got it here somewhere uh here we go the opening guest tech recording schedule yes let's see I have got I got guests confirmed starting next week all the way into September, folks. I got people lined up all the way into September, and there are some great ones on here um, uh, from from a, a whole variety of different places. And so uh, so don't lose faith, faithful listeners, because more good stuff is coming to that we <laughs> more good whatever there's more good stuff coming all right but what did i want to but 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 don't change the channel because there are there are a few good things that i wanted to talk about today let's see oh by the way i apologize i still have a little bit of my uh Barry white voice uh, you may have noticed. you may have noticed i'm not trying to be uh you uh, well anyway i'm not trying <laughs> I'm not trying to be, uh, sounds different in any way, except, uh, I, I did have, I did, you know, earlier this week, last weekend, um, I kind of had a nasty, I think it was a nasty summer cold or something like that. Anyway, you know how these things, um, which by the way, you may have noticed on the last episode, I, somebody, somebody did fill in for me on the, um, uh, on the opener, which was on video, um uh, for, uh for our friend, uh, Hovard Listenson. Um, because, because at that particular moment in time, I really had no voice. I couldn't talk at all. And so, yes, uh, somebody filled in. So if, if you missed that on video, boy, did you miss it? But, um, and for those of you who didn't miss it, and if you're wondering, was he really absent during that, uh, during that, that filming? And the answer is yes. Yes, I really was. So anyway, um, today, today, where is this article that I... Oh, you know what? It's not. I don't think I clipped it to Evernote. I think it's right over here in my uh, in my Wall Street Journal bookmarks. And let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, it, this. So the article, and I'm sure some of you probably saw it, right? It, uh, it came out, I guess, about a week ago. Let's see. Oh, here it is. Yes, I have found it. It is in the Wall Street Journal and uh, this came out uh, July 7th, so about a week ago, and the headline goes like this. Shell has big plans to drill in the Gulf of Mexico despite climate and political debate. Now, um, lest you think let, well, you're not going to think this because you, you, all of you already know uh, what, what's in my head when it comes to these things. So this is not. I'm not going to jump on Shell here and say, "Hey, I see you're saying all this, uh, all this new energy transition stuff over here, and uh, you're still drilling in the Gulf of Mexico." I actually say, "Hooray! I am glad to know that Shell has big plans to drill in the Gulf of Mexico because, um, well, let's see. Let me let me give you a little more information before I just uh, wax philosophical on this uh political uncertainty okay so this is the, the beginning the, the, the beginning of the article um about our friends oh i almost i almost said royal dutch shell but you can't call them that anymore because they are now shell plc ever since their uh that little that little move they made to a new country all right in ingleside texas Reporting from Ingleside, Texas. Political uncertainty is clouding prospects for new drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. But Shell POC, the Gulf's biggest producer, by the way, is still investing billions of dollars in its waters to pump oil for years to come. And, you know, I just thought that is that is great because that is exactly what we should be doing. And uh there is plenty of oil out there in the gulf still and and shell is is it, what what this tells me is that the people in charge of these operations um, they still know what 's what and um you know yes we're we 're doing our best with these energy transition aspirations and things like that, but we do need as we 've seen here lately, we do need to supply the world with energy um pretty much every day the world expects it. You know, pretty much, pretty much every day. And in order to do that, we need to keep uh, producing oil and gas. And of course, we need to do it responsibly and safely and cleanly and all those things, which, by the way, you know who helps you do it cleanly? Our friends at Technip FMC. Just another little plug there, Tony. I just wanted I wanted you to know that, that you're on my mind. Um, and... Uh, and so this is great. Let's see. What else does it say here? Uh, Shell's continued ambitions in the Gulf are on full display in a sprawling fabrication yard in southeast Texas. There, the company is putting the finishing touches on veto. This must be from the, from the Italian side of the... Uh, I, I can say that because I come from an Italian family. And, you know, I had, I, I had family members named Vito, so I, I understand. Uh, it's it's uh, 13th, I guess, Shell's 13th major offshore project in the region with a cost of around $3 billion, according to energy consulting firm Wood Now, you know, you hear me on this show talk to people about all the new technology and innovation and things that, the, that all the smart people are continuously working on. And, um, and a lot of times you'll hear me say things like this really matters because of the amount of capital that's at risk with these things and the industry's tolerance for failure. Not that it was ever really that high, but it's sure a lot lower now than it was before and also safety and all of those things. Um, uh, and, and, and cleanness, safety and cleanness and, um, and, and and here you go. This is a three billion dollar project. Um, according to energy consulting firm Woodmack. Wood, Mac, Wood McKen- it says Wood Mackenzie. I it's funny that well anyway, I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip over that part. All right. Um uh shared by Shell and his partner Norway's Equinor. Oh, look who's getting into the action. Our friends in Norway. Uh and and of course uh of course, we love our Norwegian friends, as uh, uh, Hovard Ostensen was on the show last week, and uh, and we had a little discussion about Norwegian culture. I can't remember if we did that before we started recording or after, but uh, anyway, Equinor is in on the action. Equinor, Equinor, the company that changed its name uh, to not be Oil anymore, but to be Equinor, to sound more uh, broadly aligned with the, the Energy Initiative Uh but here we are with the three billion dollar project, and and I'm not saying I'm not saying that anybody is doing this. I, I and I love the folks at Shell and, and Equinor is a fantastic company, and um, my point is not to say, uh, look at these people who are saying one thing over here and doing something different over there. I'm saying that uh, we're keeping. Uh, you know, in certain regards, we're keeping the main thing—the main thing, which is, hey, there's a lot of oil out there, and we're gonna we're gonna produce it for years to come. Um, let's see, the investment decision on Veto was made in 2018, and Shell will need to invest billions of dollars more in years to come just to maintain current Gulf production levels. And the rest of it is a bunch of details about the project, which, uh, if you are interested in, then yeah, you should look that up. And the Wall Street Journal it came out on July 7th. Now, moving on to the next exciting part of today's program. I have here something that just came out today, hot off the PR newswire. It says, House Select Committee on Climate welcomes long path testimony on methane measurement and technology innovation in the energy sector. Now, let me, I mean, I'm going to give you that again. It was kind of long. House Select Committee on Climate Naturally, there's a lot of committees on climate these days. House Select Committee on Climate—that's the—that's the U.S. House of Representatives. By the way, uh, in case you were wondering, what house that is? Welcomes Longpath. Now, Longpath is the name of a company. If you were—if you were reading this, you could see it's obvious. Longpath is. It, it, it's, this doesn't mean that they're welcoming a long path, which is often true for the U.S. House of Representatives. But in this case, it's just the name of a company. path testimony on methane measurement and technology innovation. In the energy sector now, there's a reason why this is of particular interest, and and really, actually, uh, 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 fortuitous that it came out just now. Uh, let's see, Boulder, Colorado, July 11th. That's uh, I know I know it's not July 11th while you're listening to this because it's going to be because it's going because it's going to be a little while. But but July 11th is when I did the recording. Now, uh, long path technologies co-founder long path technologies co-founder and vp of product and markets dr caroline alden recently provided testimony on methane measurement operations and benefits before the house select committee on the climate crisis there's a climate crisis just in case you hadn't heard. now the fact that dr caroline alden is providing testimony To the House Select Committee, uh, but we can assume that uh, she must have some authoritative knowledge on these things, and uh, because not, you know, they don't, they didn't ask me, they didn't ask me to to uh, provide any testimony at the House Select Committee. So she must be somebody at least more special than I am. And uh, and what does she say? All right, here we go. Right out the gate. Well, I don't know if this was right out the gate. Because it's just the first thing that they quoted in the article. She says, Caroline Alden says, excuse me, Dr. Caroline Alden says, if we recognize and align the incentives of policy, ma- <laughs> this is going to, this is a big if folks. This is, this is like, like there's not too many ifs that are bigger than this one. But, but uh, nonetheless, if we recognize and align, align the incentives of policymakers, climate advocates, and the oil and gas industry, then we can ensure that the United States is providing the American people and our nation's allies with the cleanest natural gas in the world. Now I, I love that I love I love the idea that uh, that, that this country, uh, not not now for the I know there's a lot of you that listen to this uh, podcast from other countries and uh, and I love all those countries but I happen to be in this country and I love the idea that we are gonna provide all the rest of everybody really uh, according to Caroline Doctor Caroline Alden uh, we're gonna be able to provide the cleanest natural gas in the world now the first I, I love the second part of that sentence the first part. If we recognize, if we align, if we align the incentives of policymakers, incentives, incentives of policymakers, climate advocates, and the oil and gas industry. Well, Dr. Caroline, that's a big one. That's a big one. But but uh, but we can provide the cleanest natural gas in the world. Now, to accomplish this, she says, uh, in front of the House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis, Dr. Caroline Alden says, to accomplish this, regulations need to encourage the use of new and innovative technologies see it is the oil and gas tech show and I brought it around a technology as you know I would now there's a lot in this there's this is I, I want to not skip over this because this this statement is kind of interesting she says regulations uh, which of course we all you know in the oil and gas industry we we love regulations," um, she says. "Regulations need to encourage the use of new and innovative technologies. So, I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, I mean, I don't. I. am just just sitting here, and I and I just you know, I, I'm just reading this more or less for the first time, um, and I'm trying to imagine what is it. What does it look like to to have a regulation? I'm going to write a regulation that encourages. Uh, the use of new tech, and new innovations. I'm not sure, but I, but I think she has something in mind because she did say it in front of the U.S. House Select Committee. So, um, uh, and then she, uh, you know, goes on to say, such as the continuous monitoring system provided by Longpath, her company. And so she is the uh, one of the co-founders of Longpath Technologies. And here's why: besides this being very interesting, and uh, and I would like to learn more about this. How are we go- going to? What kind of regulations would um, encourage the use of new tech, and what kind of tech should we invest in because we've um, because this whole problem of measuring, you know, gaseous molecules being emitted from large facilities and trying to count them up and figure out where the threshold is and then take action on that based on like do we need to pay a tax or do we need whatever you know or trade some of our credits or you know all of this all of this uh uh, all this uh these remedial efforts to uh to solve this problem of the climate crisis which uh you know, I'm told we have one. So, uh, there's a lot of the things that people want us to do that, uh, require us to be able to measure things we've never measured before, uh, analyze that and then take action, um, on those things in some way, uh, shape or form. And so, um, um, and, and, and Hovard and I got into this a little bit last week. Um, and then of course, if you go back uh, whenever it was uh, with uh, Tor Schuler and Kyle Keelan from Avanade, we talked about uh, this, some of this, like, you know, like maybe we should use a digital twin to measure uh, emissions from, or to measure uh, carbon, right? From a, from a facility because, uh, you know, it's too hard to measure the actual stuff. So this is complicated and people talk about it and people kind of throw these ideas around all the time, but how do you actually, you know, well, there should be a carbon tax. Um, and by the way, you know, um, respectable people say that, right? There are, uh, are, uh, the, the, the honorable uh, CEO of Exxon Mobil, uh, has talked about that. So it's not crazy talk, but you know, when it, when it comes down to like the regular people who have to try to figure out how to implement these things, what kind of technologies, um, really are really going to help um, the, the longer-term goals. And uh, and apparently, Dr. Caroline Alden and the folks at Long Path Technologies have something to say about this. And, uh, and the reason why this is kind of interesting is because I am going to have, right here on the Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, in just a few weeks, I will have the other co-founder of Long Path Technologies, who is Greg. And Greg, I'm sorry, we haven't met yet, so I'm not sure if your last name is... I think it's probably Riker, but it might be Riker, but I, I think it's probably Riker anyway, Greg and their uh, current CEO Ian Dickinson are going to be on this show and uh, and we're going to learn uh, presumably and, and I want to ask them specifically so when we get when we get to this, remind me those of you faithful listeners, remind me to ask Ian and Greg what does it look like to write regulations that encourage government regulations that encourage the use of New tech and new innovation, uh, and I also want to ask them. Well, I, mean, I think we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about. But um, but these guys are—they're uh, right in the middle of it, and uh, they got some cool laser technology, um, you know, related to methane monitoring. And I mean, let's face it: there are two things in the technology world that are always cool, no matter what. One is lasers, and the other is robots. And that, and that is why. That is why. Um, uh, I love that our new studio and and I say, I say our studio, but really it is being graciously provided to us. We're being accommodated by our friends at arc specialties, otherwise known as the robot club. Now folks, you, you know, when you see, by the way, if you haven't noticed this already, the last few episodes of this podcast are also available on video. On the OGGN YouTube channel, but you can also, you know, when you look at the show notes when you're listening to the episode, look at the show notes. Um, for those of you who are like, "What are show notes?" It's when you, it's when you look at, you know, you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and if you open it up it's to where you can see more than just the title, but you can see like the stuff that it says about the episode, and we put a link in there to the YouTube channel, and you can watch. And you know, so I realize that most of you are still listening. I mean, the, the podcast world is especially the traditional podcast world people listen the reason why people love podcasts is because they can listen while they're doing other things right while they're while they're like exercising or biking or driving whatever i don't know whatever whatever it is that you uh do and you want to keep your eyes and hands free so people listen to podcasts however video podcasts um, are also popular and you know, I thought maybe sometimes you, if you're sitting there uh, and you're just like eating your lunch. And, uh, and you're thinking, Hey, instead of listening to the oil and gas tech show, I could watch it right now. And so we started putting out, and because we have the new studio, all we got to do is turn on the camera. And so we started putting out, um, you know, they're not, it's not, it's not a fancy production, but, but you do get to see me and, uh, whoever the guest is, uh, sitting there talking in a very nice environment with, uh, and there's a robot in the, in the shot folks. There's a real robot there. It doesn't, and it does. It does do something. It doesn't do a lot of things, but it's a retired robot, so it doesn't. It doesn't do a lot, but it is. It is right there on the end table, uh, believe it or not. And um, and so we're doing that. So not 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 this one today, but um, but uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be putting those on uh, on the YouTube channel and. Our audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic, is also now the uh, video fixer guy, and he's helping me with that. In fact, there has been talk and speculation that it was um, that, that last week when I was out with the cold and couldn't talk and somebody jumped in to, uh, to fill in for the show opener... Which is not required, by the way. It's not. I don't. I don't have to do an opener before the, I just. I just like to do them, um, and so uh, there is speculation that it was, in fact, Mr. Macroman himself who uh, who did that little uh, that little gem <laughs> of an opener, uh, and and was perhaps perhaps uh, even playing a character uh, which I. Uh, of whom I, I I'm not I, I wouldn't guess, care to guess I wouldn't care to guess uh, who who that wh- what was being emulated there but anyway um he is he is working with uh, I have seen him with uh, with Johnny Tyler over there uh, at Arc Specialties and they have put this podcast studio together and uh, and it's great and it's getting better every time I go over there it's they've they've made some more improvements and it's getting better so many thanks to Dan Alford. Uh, at Arc Specialties, uh, where they where they do, in fact, yeah, and, and I think I, I remember. And if you're ever, if you're ever, uh, you know, if you're in Houston and you're ever in, in the area, uh, it's not far from I-10 from in the Beltway. And uh, if you look Dan up, and Dan likes to be looked up, don't don't worry about that. You can find him on LinkedIn and say, Dan, I would love to tour your factory. And he would love to take you on a tour. And it's not just a, the tour where you go, over here is this thing and over there is that thing. There's lots of like really interesting little stories along the way that Dan tells. And uh, and so it's really, it's not to be missed. But but um, I believe they're one of the only places in the United States where robots, where they still actually make menu- manufacture robots. Um, but they, but they also buy, buy robots from ABB and some other places. And they do a lot of integration and, you know, creating basically functional, uh, things. So, um, so the studio is in a, is in a building adjacent to that facility. It's a humongous facility. And, uh, they weren't really doing anything with this building. And so they said, Hey, let's make a studio in here. So that's where we are now. All right. How am I doing? Oh, look at this. If I wrap up and the next 45 seconds then I'm right at 30 minutes which is where I'm supposed to be so uh, you know and besides that it's 5.02 which means uh, we are now cutting into martini time, so that 's going to do it for today, folks. Uh, thanks everybody, as always. thanks for listening. Make sure to tell all your friends and relations that uh, this is this is the pot you don 't want to miss this one you know if if you if you 're going to, what does they always say for the summer movies if you only see one movie this summer, if you only listen to one podcast it ought to be <laughs> it ought be this one or maybe i don 't know maybe Joe Rogan and then this one but but i 'm right up there i 'm right up there in the top. in the the top echelon. All right, folks, uh, that's going to do it. Thanks again to our sponsor, Technique FMC, and to the OGGN crew, because uh, including our new, uh, still relatively new, um, (laughs) our relatively new producer, Audrey, who is uh, doing a fantastic job uh, cracking the whip and keeping everything, keeping everything humming along here. And of course, uh, and of course, Mr. Mac Roman, the audio fixer guy who always makes us sound fantastic. And remember, folks, Anytime you hear somebody, somebody, there's always somebody, there's always somebody who who wants to say that the oil and gas industry is, is, is behind the times. And we're still, and sometimes, sometimes it's somebody from our own industry that says it. And it drives me crazy when somebody says something like, oh, we're still stuck in the 1990s with our databases. Listen, you got to pull those people aside and you gotta first. You, there's a lot of things you gotta tell them. The first thing you gotta tell them is, as they, they need to catch up with where we're at right now, because uh, the, the technology and the innovation driving this industry right now is world class. Uh, classed world class. Did I say that world class? cold is still. The cold is still. I haven't quite shaken it yet. But, but it's amazing, the stuff that we're doing in the industry. But also, also, we have always been innovating, and we have always been uh, stepping up to the challenge with new technology and new ways of doing things. So you got to tell people that we were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGDN.com.